Good evening, Don't Unfriend Me Nation, episode 51. Thanks for being patient. I know I haven't had a recorded show. The election took up most of my time, and I've been on live for three or four hours a night every night. We are going to talk about the 800-pound gorilla in the room, Donald Trump, Governor, Governor, Governor Glenn Blunken. Yes, that's right, Governor Glenn Blunken. Folks, this is why I am the best in the business. Oh, boy. Governor Glenn Youngkins, easy for you to say. Say that three times real fast. And Ron DeSantis, we all know the drama going on. I've given you my opinion. I've obviously been a little bit upset about it, but I'm going to try to do what I always do and bring you both sides of the story. Why Donald Trump is going after these two, how this frames up 2024 and all of that. Let's do that now. Let's have that conversation. But first, a amazing song by Still Point. They wrote it. It's a minute and nine seconds. I think it's worth it if you listen to it. If not, you can fast forward, but God will kill a puppy. Stick around. I'll be right back in one minute. Sign up to The Economist for in-depth curated expert analysis of world events and topics ranging from business and culture to science and technology. You'll get the weekly digital edition, online-only articles, curated newsletters on politics, the markets, science, culture, and China, and full access to The Economist Podcast Plus. The Economist is independent journalism for independent thinking. Go to economist.com and get your first month free. Do you want the truth? Are you tired of being so confused? You feel like you're most dumb than the lies on the evening news. We'll just step right in. We can talk about it all as friends. And if you want, we can hug and kiss and make up for the I told you it was a good song. See, I don't lie to you folks. My name is Matthew Spear. This is the Don't Unfriend Me show. You might see the dumb nation right here. It doesn't mean you're dumb. It simply means that it's the Don't Unfriend Me's. Who am I? Well, my name is Matthew Spear. I am the host of Don't Unfriend Me. And this little experiment that we have going on focuses on world politics, local politics, elections, Sometimes some sports drama and all that other stuff. But today we're talking about Glenn Youngkin. We're talking about Donald Trump and the wonderful Ron DeSantis. Now, the other night, Donald Trump decided to go after Ron DeSantis. And there were some, some things I took umbrage with. First of all, I, I think it's absolutely ridiculous for him to attack Ron DeSantis so early before Ron DeSantis has even given a breath that he is going to run. When asked if he was going to run by the media, they simply said, I just won the governor race and I'm dedicated to Florida and I haven't even thought about the future. It's a good answer. And there's a reason why it's a good answer is because the DNC and RNC will go to candidates from time to time and select them, not necessarily based upon the interest of the candidate, but because they may be the best for the job. 
or public opinion is, is that they would be best for the job. So they will be approached sometimes to run. It doesn't happen as often. That's because there's usually 40 or 50 candidates, it seems, this day running for president every four years. But in this case, it doesn't allow Ron DeSantis to pigeonhole himself into an either-or situation. It doesn't have to be a zero-sum game. He can still say, well, I was I just won the governor race. I had a few toddies, and I just said that I hadn't thought about it. And it was true at the time, and now I've thought about it. I'm going to run. And nobody can use that against him in debates. Governor Youngkin is also from Virginia, and there was some contention between Donald Trump and Governor Youngkin. I was here. We went to the rallies. We heard all the positions in the papers in regards to Youngkin. He didn't want Donald Trump's support. And the reason why is because Virginia is fairly purple. And to turn it red, he had to break ties with Donald Trump. He didn't want him to come to Virginia, even though they were fueling up the plane and he asked them not to. And Trump said, well, I supported Governor Youngkin through a teleconference and gave him a a phone rally. Well, that didn't get Youngkin elected. Elected. What got Governor Youngkin elected was a movement here in Virginia, primarily with veterans and parents who uh, strongly supported him. And there was a get out to vote movement like never before in Virginia that we saw in the second district with this election we had just the other night, and also Hung Cow in the 10th district, which is predominantly heavy, heavily Democrat, also performed well. Virginia is moving red, most assuredly, and it's just a matter of time. That had nothing to do with Donald Trump. In fact, they repudiated Donald Trump in 2020. The whole point of this is, is Donald Trump went after him as well. I took umbrage with this, and I'll, and I'll tell you why. Now, now, first of all, let me tell you why Donald Trump did it. Now, I, I, don't, I don't know Donald Trump, I'm not his friend. I'm not his buddy. I've only uh, seen him from afar on three occasions, a couple of rallies and at uh, Edwards Air Force Base. And I will tell you the following is that I like Donald Trump. I like his policies. I like how he's no nonsense. And for three and a half years, I thought he was the best president we've seen in my lifetime. The other six months plus two years, most recently, I think that Donald Trump hasn't done anything for Republicans. In fact, He's done a lot of damage to the Republican Party, especially with the candidates that he's pushed forward. And we're seeing this. We're going to probably see this with Carrie Lake, too. We saw it with Masters last night. It has been a a repudiation against ultra-right MAGA fascist supporters, as Joe Biden calls them. And it hasn't been very successful. And that is on Donald Trump. It's on Donald Trump for pushing those people forward. It's on Donald Trump with his divisiveness and everyone that I'm talking to, especially a lot of in-house Republicans, but also just the the Commonwealth, the people who have voted for him and went to his rallies are upset. And I get it. I, I was upset, too. The reason why Donald Trump is doing this, and it's pretty simple, this is politics. Politics are not pretty. It's not for the faint of heart. It's not for people who have a, a safe space button. Or, or need to go ahead and cuddle with their teddy bear or get a glass of milk. It's cutthroat, and it's always been cutthroat. This business is, even being a podcast host, you get a lot of flack and people come after you hard. Imagine if you're on the national stage, someone like Ben Shapiro, like Candace Owens, Jake Tapper. Everyone has something negative to say because you only really speak to 50% of the audience. If you're CNN, it's actually like 15, 16% because nobody watches. But anyway, I digress. 
Donald Trump is doing what he always has done, which is to go after candidates early and draw a line in the sand. Now, he has a choice. He could wait until January or February to do this, like most candidates do lately over the last three or four elections. That's when the season starts, around 18, 19 months away from the general election. The problem with that is, is that DeSantis has momentum. And he is not an incumbent, but he is the last Republican president, and he's acting like an incumbent. Joe Biden will do this, too. He'll kind of do the territorial pissings and spread his, uh, you know, his urine all over the place and say, this is my territory. It's, I'm marking it. Stay away. He will let other Democrats know that very shortly to stay out. He's the incumbent. It's his ticket. Or he will simply say he's not running and hand the baton. Donald Trump is handling this like an incumbent, and he should. I know I've been upset about it, but honestly, maybe not right now. He could have waited until Georgia was in and the runoff happens in December 4th, because that's what he should be doing. He should be going with Youngkin and DeSantis and getting into Georgia. He should be having big rallies for Walker. He should be all over the media. He should be sending it out to his 36 million emails. That is hitting it on Truth Social. That should be his only focus. If Donald Trump was for the Republican Party and only the Republican Party, which he's not. Donald Trump is a solo candidate. He's an isolationist. He's always been that way. He's not a big fan of the Republican Party. He treats them with a lot of disdain. He believes they're a part of the swamp. And he's not half right or half wrong. It just is what it is. Donald Trump is doing what Donald Trump always does, what is best for him. Now, a lot of his supporters will get mad at me and say, he loves us. He cares about us. Yes, that is an ancillary benefit of Donald Trump. He sure does, until he doesn't. You can look at Mike Pence, you can look at Manafort, you can look at Flynn, you can look at Saunders, you can look at everybody who has had interactions with Donald Trump, and it's just a matter of time before it goes sour and goes bad. Is that something about Donald Trump, or is it about the people he selects? It doesn't matter. The point is, is that he has no problem begging, demanding loyalty, but he doesn't necessarily give it himself, does he? This is what I had a problem with. Ron DeSantis has done amazing things. He went after the mouse, went after Disney. He went after the school boards. Uh, He sent the asylum seekers into Martha's Vineyard. He's went after the cancel and woke culture. He's done amazing, amazing things for Florida. There are 187 monumental changes happened inside of Florida during his tenure as governor. It needs to be recognized. He turned 24 of 27 seats red. He made Marco Rubio look promising. They got Dade County, which never goes Republican. Florida is off the map for Democrats in 2024. That is a massive blow that I can't even begin to tell you. That would be like Texas flipping. It's huge or huge. Donald Trump should recognize that. But He didn't. He decided to go ahead and start trading blows. I told you why he did it. And why I'm upset is because Georgia, as I walk through the 2024 electoral map, I walked through this last night on my live show, Georgia is going to probably be one of the key states yet again for the third election in a row. Breaking down the map, it actually came down to 269-269 based on the projections that Nevada goes red, which it might not now. And Arizona goes blue, which it looks like it's trending, even though everyone disagrees with me. 
but I called it Masters lost last night. Kerry Lake look like, looks like it's soon to follow. Hobbs is pulling away. I know people don't want to hear that, but that's the case. If that all plays out the way it does and Virginia goes red like it should, Florida stays red like it is, you're going to see a New Hampshire, which is very, very important at its four electoral votes, and the 16 down in Georgia will become pivotal to whoever wins the race. If it goes blue, it's over. If it goes red, all we have to do is pick up something like one extra seat, one extra electoral vote in Maine or Nebraska. Nebraska with its five and uh, Maine with its four, which can be done. And usually it's trading ponies. The reason I bring this up is that that's where our focus needs to be. And if you have a governorship like Jeff Kemp in Georgia, who just won and beat Stacey Abrams, and you have one of the Senate seats that came up from 2020, the Georgian people will more than likely vote red yet again, especially if we don't muck anything up. We're headed to a recession. It's going to go and fall on Joe Biden's doorstep. This is why they don't trust him. It's going to take a tiny little push to move America to conservative. 2024 looks good if we take Georgia. And if we don't, we're in a world of hurt. Donald Trump right now needs to stop. I know he wants to announce next Tuesday. I know or Wednesday or whatever day it is. I know he's going to say I'm running for president. It's not the time. We're still in 2022. We're two years and a month and a half away from the general. Slow down. You don't need to do this right now. And that is why I'm upset. Not that he's trading barbs with DeSantis. That's inevitable if he's going to run. Not that he's trading barbs with Youngkin. It's inevitable. He's going to also do it with Governor Paul Hogan from Maryland because he's probably going to announce he's going to run and he's going to go ahead and wax intellects with him, too. That's all fine. It's a part of politics. All's fair in love and war. Stop doing it right now. Americans need to be focused on this Georgia election. Money, support, hell, go down there and hand out barbecue and water, whatever it takes. And we need Herschel Walker to score a touchdown. And the only way you're going to do that, because he's not going to do it on his own, is to push as much as we can into that state with Republican support. The greatest thing that happened in this election is that the Libertarian candidate is not going to be able to take 2% of the vote. I've said all along, Walker, his cap was 49.1% of Georgia. It actually was a little less than that. But I don't think Warnock's much higher. You go ahead and take that Libertarian candidate who predominantly fall with Republican middle-of-the-road conservative policies. Walker has a path to success. Nevada needs to fall where it needs to fall. It needs to fall red. Otherwise, this is all a moot point, and Georgia doesn't matter. Donald Trump knows this. Donald Trump, the race isn't over. We know that you didn't have the most successful candidate pools we've seen in the past. This is how you can turn things around by ensuring that Nevada gets all the support right now that it needs to make sure we're watching it. Lawyers are on the ground and Georgia is primed and ready to go for a runoff in December 4th, where hopefully Herschel Walker scores that touchdown and we don't fumble the ball on the one yard line yet again. Folks, I hope you like all the analogies about football. I hope you enjoyed the show. That is what we try to do here is bring a balanced perspective, whether you agree or disagree, whether you love me or hate me. It really doesn't matter. Just don't unfriend me. You can watch 830 Live once again. We are here Monday, Wednesday, and Friday on Facebook and all social medias at Don't Unfriend Me Show. You can stop by my site at the Don't Unfriend Me Show store at don'tunfriendme.com. 
pick up some coffee, pick up some shirts and all that stuff. Thanks for watching, everybody. The last thing that we talk about every time is the Veteran Crisis Hotline. 22 veterans commit suicide a day. It's way too many. Please do me a favor. Reach out to a vet who might be suffering PTS, anxiety, depression, oh, TBI, all very real, and they need to have a conversation. It's free of charge. They'll never turn you away, and they'll never report you to your duty station. It's anonymous, which is very important. And last but not least, civilians can call too. They will never turn you away. You don't have to just be a veteran. Mental health is physical health and vice versa, and you should never be ashamed. Make that phone call. Folks, thanks so much for watching yet again. I appreciate it. Remember, Still Point, they have a great band. Go and look them up, S-T-I-I-L-P-O-I-N-T. And also stop by Percival Flag Company, who is making me a very cool custom flag. If you haven't seen them, they make the best wooden flags in the business. Thank you so much, and I will see you tomorrow. Do you want the truth?